This is the Ultimate Attorney Podcast, the podcast for small law firms who want to create a thriving legal practice. Each week, we'll uncover the ways that you can improve your referrals, your marketing, and your business operations, helping you to generate more revenue and elevating your life and your law practice. In each episode, we'll tap into some of the closest guarded secrets from industry titans, thought leaders, and legal specialists. We're glad that you've tuned in. And once again, it's time to help you become an ultimate attorney. Hi, and welcome to the Ultimate Attorney Podcast. My name is Dre Redfern. And I'm Alexis Neely. And we're really glad that you're here. Now, over the last 10 years, I've been a part of a business that has been serving 8,700 law firms every single year on an annual basis. Now, I've taken that knowledge over the last three to five years and built a marketing agency that really helps professional service businesses, just like you as an attorney, to grow and scale their businesses in the most effective way. I wanna bring that expertise to here to help you on this podcast. And I'm Alexis Neely, as I said earlier, and I built a million dollar a year law practice in just three years. Straight out of law school, I went to one of the big law firms, one of the best law firms in the country, and I thought, this is it, I'm a lawyer, only to find out that despite the six-figure paycheck, I was really miserable. So I left that law firm, started my own law practice, and built in just three years, that million dollar year law practice while raising my kids as a single mom. And I did it by inventing a new law business model and decided that I couldn't keep it to myself. I had to teach it to other lawyers and since have taught that new law business model to thousands of lawyers. And I wanted to bring it to you in this podcast so that you can start to live the life that you went to law school to have. You can start to serve your clients in the way that you really want to. And together with Dre, we are here to teach you how to be the ultimate attorney. So I guess that leads us to uh, defining an ultimate attorney. What does it mean to be an ultimate attorney? Allie, what does it mean to you? Yeah, so we've put together these nine things that we think it means to be an ultimate attorney. And when you have all nine of these things in place, you're going to look at your life and say, wow, I'm really glad I went to law school. And so we're going to break it down one by one. And don't worry, if you don't have these nine things in place yet, you probably don't because in the current traditional model of practicing law, well, your life might not look like this, but we're going to walk you through it step by step. So the first one, Dre, is that the ultimate attorney is not stressed out at all and actually loves practicing law. I absolutely think this is so vital in the traditional legal culture because so many attorneys are, are stressed out or overworked or overwhelmed. And when that occurs, it is very, very easy to fall out of love with practicing law, which isn't the reason why any attorney went to law school in the first place. You, you wanted to help people and help your clients and make a difference in the community. But it's sometimes really difficult to see the forest of the trees yeah. when every day is super overwhelming and you're stressed out just even going into work every day. Yeah, and I bet you see the impacts of this all the time like we do in my company. When attorneys are stressed out, they're kind of mean. And what I've heard is that that mean even reaches into their home and family life. In fact, we had an attorney we were working with at one point and he said that one day he realized that he had become a lawyer he never wanted to be. He had served interrogatories on the opposing counsel, calculated out the date of when those interrogatories were going to be due, 
found out that he was, they were due right at the time, like it was either before or after Christmas, realized he'd be ruining opposing counsel's Christmas, did a fist bump in the air until his hand got halfway through the air and he realized he had become a lawyer who was happy to ruin somebody else's Christmas. And he recognized that he'd been bringing that stress into other areas of his life too, bringing it home to his family. He'd become someone he didn't want to be. And I bet you see a lot of that with the lawyers that you work with as well. A hundred percent. You know, it's so with, when we work with 8,700 law firms on a annual basis, it's really easy to see the patterns that really uh, that occur across the whole legal industry. And sometimes that's stress and overwhelm, and other times that's resorting to uh, various coping mechanisms, whether it's uh, stresses or alcohol, or all of these numbers and statistics that we see from the legal community. Mm-hmm. We wanna help alleviate, and if we can, eliminate as much of that as possible to help you become an ultimate attorney and really reduce the amount of stress that you may be feeling so that you can really turn the tides and mm-hmm. fall back in love with practicing law. Yeah, because when you do your law degree is actually your most valuable asset and might not feel that way right now, but when we're done with you, it will. So let's go on to the second part of what it means to be an ultimate attorney and where we see a lot of stress come from for lawyers is that right now you may be stressing out about money. You might be worried about how you're going to pay your bills, how you're going to pay yourself, how you're ever going to be able to have a practice that actually serves your needs financially. Well, the ultimate attorney makes all the money that he or she wants, and you know how to easily bring in that money serving clients that you love so that there's no financial stress or worry at all. And you never take on clients that you don't really want to work with when you're the ultimate attorney. You know, in my world, I think that an ultimate attorney, when it comes to this, uh, they have complete control over who they are, uh, the clients that they work with, and they're very particular about who they want to take on. Now, if we look at that along with the financial stress and as far as the, the financial stressors that may exist as, you know, when it comes to making payroll or, you know, being able to keep the lights on or whatever it is that those, these individuals may be experiencing, well, we want to propose a different series of solutions and strategies throughout this podcast that can really uh, almost revolutionize the way that you view money and the role of how it plays in your business. Now, I think that it's so incredibly important to uh, you know respect money and make money, but at the same time, you don't want to be, uh, be more or less be directly tied to that and working more and more billable hours, more and more stress, less and less time with family. So we're going to basically almost shift gears and hopefully the way that you view or, or, or maintain your idea or concept of how a traditional law practice should function and then use it to really roll out a whole new framework to allow you to work with the clients that you love working with and make all the money that you're going to be really doing or want to make in the process. Yeah, it's such a big one because what I saw in my own reality when I first went out on my own is that I didn't actually know how to relate to money as a business owner. I was relating to money as a law practice employee and I thought, well, I'll just, you know, make money out of revenue and I'll just bring in the revenue. But it turns out that I couldn't bring in the revenue that I needed to get ahead of the game. So I was always running to catch up and really thinking, gosh, am I going to have to not be out on my own and go back and get a job again? Because that really wasn't good either. So 
what I ultimately realized is I need to change my whole relationship to money. And we're going to do that with you in future podcast episodes so that money is no longer a stress. And instead, you're seeing it as the fuel for your creative dreams. And instead, what you're putting first is your time, energy, and attention. Those are your non-renewable resources. Money is actually infinitely renewable when you know how to make it. And the best part is, is that with your law degree, you have infinite access to all the money that you need so that you don't have to keep sacrificing your time, your energy, and your attention, which brings us to the third piece of what it means to be an ultimate attorney. And that is that you have complete control over your calendar. You get to decide exactly when and how much you work. And this might sound hard to believe because you think I'm at the control of the courts or my opposing counsel, or I got to be there when the clients want me to be. And yes, that is the traditional model. And we're going to show you an entirely different way to relate to your practice, to your clients, to your calendar. And it's going to change everything for you when you're the ultimate attorney. You know, all too often when it comes to uh, calendar and hours worked and all of these sorts of things, it almost becomes like a bragging, like, you know, like you deserve a pat on the back, or at least that's the perception where mm-hmm. I work 60 or 80 or 100 hours this week, like, like you deserve an award or a medal. Well, number one, that's not really sustainable. And we hear this all the time from attorneys uh, from, you know, solo practices uh, on upwards of, you know, 50 to 100 man law firms where really this whole idea and concept of working 60 or 80 hours a week, um, you deserve a medal or an award for it. Well, we understand that that's the traditional model. And we really want to almost take that and flip it on its head so that you do have complete control of your calendar and you decide how much you're going to work and really the hours or the time frame that you're going to really do so. And really repositioning this whole framework is so, so important to reduce some of the stressors that Allie was talking about earlier. Yeah, absolutely. Because the ultimate attorney also has a great family life, hobbies that you love that rejuvenate and energize you. And you're able to handle the stress with ease because sometimes there are stressful things. It's, you know, part of, part of life is stress. And in fact, the way that I relate to stress these days is that when challenges come, I see them as opportunities to grow. But that's because I have a great family life. I have hobbies that rejuvenate and energize me. So I'm able to relate to the challenges in that way, as opposed to just one more thing that I have to deal with. And so as the ultimate attorney, you will absolutely have a great family life. You'll, you'll, you'll remember what you like to do when you're not practicing law and you'll have the time and energy to do those things. This is really important for anyone, whether you're, uh, whether you're single, whether you're married, to really actually make time for your family, for the hobbies, and for the things that rejuvenate you. You know, as we talked about earlier, there's a lot of attorneys who uh, become so stressed and overwhelmed with they feel that they've got to work X amount of hours or they've got to get, um, you know, various projects done or completed or wrapped up. Um, but that in and of itself creates additional stressors. Well, we want to pull you back to reality, back to the part of actually enjoying life and spending time with your family and really enjoying the hobbies that do rejuvenate you. Now, it's so, so important. We're going to give you a variety of tactics and strategies that we use in our own lives to actually do this. So as a quick example, you know, I actually block off time to go date my wife. People can't schedule over that. Uh, it's so, it's so, so important to actually make these things uh, happen in a reality because, you know, I, I, I love my wife and really if I don't make that time, it's very easy for us to, to just mull right over these sorts of things. So we really want to give you a lot of ways that you can actually do these things 
protect your time and not just give lip service. We really want to help you rejuvenate yourself, your well-being, so that you can really re, you know, reignite that passion with the law and with the life that you're living. Yeah. When you don't have a great family life, you don't have hobbies that support you, things can seem really stressful. And I, could, I can kind of feel you sitting out there listening to this podcast saying to yourself, what life? I'm just trying to build my law practice. And it all goes hand in hand. I'll tell you a quick story about um, when, I, when I hired my first coach. And this was back in the day when people didn't hire coaches. It was around 2000, 2001 timeframe. And at that time, coaching was still really weird. But a series of events happened and I ended up hiring this coach because I realized if I didn't do something, I was going to be trapped in a life I didn't want. And when I first started working with this coach, I think I was paying something like $350 a month, which back then felt like a huge amount of money for me to invest in anything. I had student loan payments, and while I was making a six-figure paycheck, it was all going out the window to support my husband and my baby at the time. My husband was a stay-at-home dad, and uh, we'd bought a house in Redondo Beach and you know, with insurance and taxes and the student loan payments and my husband's daily coffee and you know, all of those expenses. I thought there's no way I can spend any money on myself to hire a coach. Well, I overcame that. I did it. I was willing. And the very first thing that she started asking me was like, when was the last time you got your hair cut? When was the last time you went to the dentist? When was the last time you exercised? When was the last time you got a pedicure? And I was so angry that she was asking me these questions because I was paying her what felt to me like a lot of money to help me figure out how I could love being a lawyer. And here she is asking me about pedicures, which by the way, I had never gotten a pedicure at that time. And uh, yeah, I was, I was super pissed. And, she, and I said that to her, I said, what? Why are you asking me about my personal hygiene? And she said, Alexis, if you don't invest in the time and the energy to take care of yourself by doing these things, yes, like pedicures, yes, like the dentist, yes, like haircuts and exercise, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're never going to love your law practice. And that was a huge wake-up call for me because I had never done any of those things. My life was going to work an hour commute each way, coming home and being with my baby since I had been away from her all day long. I didn't take any time for myself. I didn't have any life. In fact, I didn't even really feel like I deserved a life. But when I took that back, and we're going to teach you how you can do that as well in a future podcast episode, it's when everything changed. It's when I was able to start to see what it might actually look like to love my life as a lawyer, to love what it meant to go to law school. I started to get that creative energy and that vision back and life began to have a light at the end of the tunnel. And so that's really a key one is that as an ultimate attorney, you do have a great family life and you know how to take great care of yourself as well. We're going to be showing you how to do that for sure. It's so, so important when it comes to actually just living a well-rounded life. And I think that the other thing that we want to almost transition to here, in addition to that, 
is, you know, you want to have a well-rounded life, but we also want to help position you as not only just an attorney, we want to help position you as one of the trusted advisors in your community. We want you to be well-known by other attorneys, and we want people to seek you out for your great advice uh, and the stature that you have to really position you as one of the go-to areas, uh, or one of the go-to attorneys in your areas of practice no matter where you may live. And I think that redefining what leadership is and how you can be that trusted advisor to your clients and the community is so, so important. As an ultimate attorney, you are going to be someone that everybody in your community looks to as a trusted advisor. And this is so critical because when you remember back to why you went to law school, and if you were somebody who went to law school, not just because you didn't know what else to do, but because you really wanted to help people and you looked out into your future, you probably saw yourself in this way as somebody that people in your community would come to. They'd look to you for guidance. They would ask for your help, whether that was you know, when you're working with opposing counsel trying to get to a resolution or you are you know, just like that old-time lawyer that everybody in the community turned to. Maybe that's what you thought the practice of law was going to be. That's what I thought the practice of law was going to be. And so I was super surprised when I got into practice and I found out that what it really was, was creating form documents that I wasn't even sure if they would work for my clients. And it was just tons of paperwork all the time. And it was dealing with other attorneys who didn't seem to be trying to get to resolution. That wasn't why I went to law school. I went to law school to make a difference in my clients' lives, and if you did too, then you want to be the ultimate attorney that everybody in your community looks to as a trusted advisor. I think kind of expanding upon that even further is there's being a trusted advisor for your community and your clients, but in order to do that, in order to really become an ultimate attorney and build your practice uh, bigger, more effectively, more efficiently, you also have to really learn how to create a team around you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so incredibly important because you, know, you can only do so much uh, in one day and there's only one of you. So how can you learn how to leverage more of your time so that you can focus on one of two things really? The stuff that brings in uh, the most amount of revenue or that you really enjoy the most or spending time in those things that actually uh, rejuvenate you or, or replenish you or remotivate you or stay on top of the ball inside of your own practice. And so how can you build the team around you that is motivating, that is there to support you, that is there to really help fulfill your dreams and your direction inside of your law practice to really become that ultimate attorney to give you even more freedom inside of your business? That's right, because the ultimate attorney does have a team, even if it's just one other person, if you're working part-time or more people. In my practice, I was able to build my practice to a million dollars a year of revenue. And in my fourth year, which was my second year hitting a million dollars a year of revenue, I was only going into my office three to four days a week. And that was because I had a team. There's no way I could have done that alone. So even if you don't want to have a million dollar a year practice, you still need a team because there's certain things that only you can be doing and you need to hire out the rest. Now, I do want to tell you a little secret, Dre. I don't know if you know this about lawyers, but lawyers are notoriously difficult to work for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was one of the worst. I, I really, um, I thought that I was the best employer ever, and it turns out I was one of the worst employers ever. And so we're going to be looking at learning from my personal mistakes what it really takes to build a team because I was able to turn that around. And, and today I think, I'm, I think I'm pretty good to work for. I think I've learned how to build a team, how to find the right people, 
how to hire those people, how to train those people. And it's not something that came naturally to me at all. Uh, in fact, I resisted it a lot and constantly thought about, God, maybe I should just go back to being a solo because it is so hard for me to work with people and to train them to do it the way that I want because I'm a perfectionist and a control freak, of course. But I've learned how to relax those parts of myself so that I can empower other people to step into leadership and free me up to do only those things that I can do. And we've seen that this is really part of what it takes to be an ultimate attorney, to have at least one other team member supporting you, if not more. I agree a thousand percent. You know, across multiple businesses, we have more than 60 employees. And, you know, when you have a team of, of dozens and dozens of people, it really completely changes the game when it comes uh, to leveraging your time, mm -hmm. your skill sets. And for you, maybe that's you being out in the community and really meeting people and networking in order to grow your law practice that way. Maybe you're a great legal manager and really uh, are able to stay on top of your teams and be there to uplift your teams inside of that culture. Now, we're going to go through a variety of ways that you can do this, whether you're just hiring your first employee, whether you're building a team of five or 10 or 15 people, and the different strategies and tactics you can use because the strategies to hire one person and how you manage one person are not necessarily the same strategies and tactics that you would use to hire five or 10 or more people. And so uh, I, I say this from experience because there's a lot of those old adages where you can uh, hire slow and fire fast and all of those uh, overused phrases. But what does it ultimately mean at the end of the day when you're scared about making payroll and you're unsure whether you can make that first hire and the overwhelm that you may be feeling, how do you make sure you get the right person? And then once you have them in, how do you really get them trained up as fast as possible in your methods and your ways of thinking and your systems and your processes and all of those things to really make sure that they achieve success as an individual inside of your business? And then going a little further, how do you take that and then leverage it into two, three, four, or more employees if that's a direction that you want to go? And then how do you manage and oversee a legal business instead of being a solopreneur attorney? Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 really, it's really the key to you having a life in law practice that you love and not getting trapped in this mentality of that you've got to do it all alone and you can't ask for help. So I want to shift gears here a little bit. and. Uh, take you out into the community. Because being an ultimate attorney really has to do with as well how you talk about your legal services in a way that has people inspired about the, raw, the, the role of the law in our culture. And this is something that's really near and dear to my heart because I'm on this mission to really change the way that people think about lawyers. I want everybody who meets you to say, hey, you don't seem like a lawyer. How can I work with you? Because that to <laughs> me is one of the greatest compliments that you can get. It means that you've become an ultimate attorney. You've transcended our culture of uh, sharks and people that, you know, people only want to hire you if they absolutely have to and they know it's going to be a terrible experience into one where they say, wow, I'm really inspired by what the law can bring to my life. And that means you talking about your legal services and really feeling about your legal services in an entirely new way. 
Uh, this is this cracks me up because I'm sure that uh, every attorney listening has probably been at that cocktail party or that backyard barbecue where someone says, what do you do? And they say, I'm an attorney. And then the conversation just falls flat. Right. Um, <laughs> there's, I hear this all the time. And I think it's really, really important to really redefine how you view yourself and the services and really how you can offer that as uh, not only a value proposition to your prospects, but really the difference that you can make in the legal community. And I really want to help change that one. I'm right there with you, Allie. Yeah, I just, I, I, I see that this, this vision that as lawyers, we can actually really change our culture, not just the legal culture, but the culture of our world. And I think that we can all see that in so many areas, we're on a downward spiral and we are, you know, trapped in conflict in so many different areas of our life. And as lawyers, we have a huge opportunity to shift that. So the ultimate attorney does that. And we're going to show you how to, you know, really shift the culture through how you deal with conflict, how you talk about legal services. And ultimately at the end of the day, it is going to have you feeling fantastic that you went to law school, that you became a lawyer and that you can actually make a real difference in the world. And that brings us to our next piece here, which is that the ultimate attorney knows how to be a leader in your community. And you've got the systems and procedures in your law firm to support that leadership. So Dre, what does it mean to you to be a leader? You know, I think that there's a, a, a really difficult distinction that many people don't necessarily uh, create a, a different level, a different level of distinction with, and that is that many people view managing mm. uh, their law practice as the same thing as being a leader, and it's yeah. not even remotely the same. Whereas a leader is really outward focused and they're really figuring out the best way to uh, create and instill a vision of how that their legal practice can serve the community and serve its customers and really make a difference. Whereas the manager a lot of times is, you know, just actually the, the implementer going around and actually how do we get from point A to B and how do we get from point B to point Z? So I think that it's so, so important to really create that distinction as an ultimate attorney because it's very easy for many attorneys that we work with just to get stuck in the muck of day-to-day -day operations and really not being a leader inside of their business. So we really want to, to instill the vision and the, um, it, to help you to really go forward into your own practice, to be the leader, to have the clear set of vision and direction with goals to really help support you on your leadership journey for your team, your employees, and obviously your prospects and your clients. Yeah, and I'm going to let you all into a little bit of a secret here, Dre. I, I, think, I think you might know this about lawyers, but I mentioned it earlier, but most of us are perfectionists and control freaks. Yep. And we've got to let go of that, but in a way that still maintains our high standards, because of course you have high standards, and there's a way to have high standards without being a perfectionist and a control freak that actually inspires people who work with you. And so to me, that's the perfect balance of leadership, and we're going to be sharing more uh, about that with you and how you can have that balance, how you can still have high standards without being a perfectionist control and freak. I, I, you know, I know for many attorneys out there, it probably sounds too good to be true. Like how could you have all of those things? But really it's, uh, I think you're exactly right. When you actually create those, those processes, you can have those high standards and not necessarily be uh, a control freak or a perfectionist and actually uh, allow your team to, 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 to thrive and allow your business to really uh, succeed. Uh, and you can just get out of your own way sometimes. But 
I recognize that's so, so scary, not only for attorneys, but I think for anybody, because for, for many people, their business is, uh, is an extension of themselves, or mm-hmm. a lot of people compare their business to uh, having another child, because mm-hmm. it takes, uh, they're just so, you know, so enamored by it, and they're just so tied to it, and they're so invested in it. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a really, it's really, really important. I'm, really, I'm excited to really dive into that particular podcast episode as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a great one. And uh, so is the next piece of being an ultimate attorney, because really it all does tie together. That's kind of what we just talked about. It's kind of the soft side, the internal side of how you be a leader. But the ultimate attorney on the external side, we could call it the hardware, uses automation and technology to the fullest capability to enhance your ability to be a true counselor and advisor to your clients rather than having automation and technology be a replacement for you. And I have to imagine that you've got to be scared about the, you know, the future of technology and how you could end up getting replaced. And it's true. You could, you could end up getting replaced if you don't change the way that you see yourself, that you interact with your community and that you use automation and technology to its fullest capability. You know, I I think that we're in this particular episode when we really get into it, was going to be helping to redefine what technology is to a law practice because there was a huge sense of overwhelm when it comes to technology alone, what software or what CRM or what marketing solution or all of this jargon that so many vendors or software companies or other attorneys may have. When you also compare that to the 800 pound gorilla in the room of all of those legal automation and document formation services and everything online. So in this episode, I really am looking forward to having that conversation and that dialogue to help setting our listeners up for success with, with some of the technology that's really working well inside of a law practice. You know, what we're seeing uh, across thousands of law firms that is really being impactful to help improve uh, the efficiencies in the technology and really ways that they can more or less replicate or duplicate themselves using technology to create mm-hmm. more efficiencies, which, mm-hmm. which that is how technology is supposed to be used. And, and redefining that perception of technology in a law firm is a conversation that I think is really going to be a game changer for many attorneys out there. Yeah, you don't need to be afraid of it. Um, You do want it to replace you, but you want it to replace you inside of your law practice rather than having it replace you with the people that you're serving. So yeah, we're going to show you how to do that for sure. So this is what it means to be an ultimate attorney, a life that you love a law practice that you love, serving clients that you love, no longer stressing out about money or where your next new client is going to come from, working with people that you know you're really making a difference for, being a a pillar of your community where people see you as the go-to trusted advisor, complete control over your calendar, working just enough, but not too much so that you can have a life that you really love outside of your law practice. And you can either be starting other businesses if you're really creative like that. That's what I do. I don't actually have too many hobbies. I have other businesses because that's what I like to do with, uh, with my free time and lots of time with your family. If you want to be traveling, if you want to be taking your kids places and having date nights with your spouse the way that, uh, that Dre does, you've got to <laughs> schedule that in. It's part of what it means to be an ultimate attorney for sure. And how Having a team, whether it's one person or a whole team because you want to build a million-dollar practice or you just want to work part-time, you get to decide. You get to dial it up 
or dial it down and then feeling really inspired by yourself, by what you do, how you're transforming the culture with the legal services that you provide being a true leader and using that automation and technology to replace yourself inside of your practice rather than being afraid it's going to replace you with your clients. All of this is to us what it means to be an ultimate attorney. And we know you might be sitting there and thinking, oh my God, how can I, how? I, I can't. It, it sounds I, too yeah. good to be true. <laughs> right. Like I can't even get through my email in the day. I sit at my desk all day long. And at the end of the day, I go home feeling defeated because I don't feel like I really got anything done. I was in reactive mode all day. Uh, and I don't even know if I'm making a difference in my clients' lives. I'm taking whatever walks in the door because I don't know how I'll support myself otherwise. Never fear. We are here. And we have helped thousands of lawyers between us over the years actually make the transition from where you are right now. And I've done it myself. And I'm not saying that it is going to be easy, but you know what? The rest of your life isn't going to be easy no matter what. You are on a path and you've chosen the law to take you where you want to go. And it absolutely can if you make some shifts in your mindset, in the way that you're seeing things, if you stop following the crowd of other attorneys who are not ultimate attorneys and you step into becoming that lawyer that you went to law school to be in the first place. And we're going to help you do that. I am absolutely so excited to explore uh, all of these concepts and, and strategies and really, uh, you know, episodes that we're going to be covering over the next few weeks with you, Allie. And I think that it's so, so important that no matter, uh, you know, where an attorney is located, or what area of practice they're focusing in, there is no one size fits all, you know, box that we're going to put you in for being an ultimate attorney. It's just, these are some really amazing concepts that are really going to help to open up your way of thinking of how you can become an ultimate attorney. Journey, however you define it, someone that's not stressed out, however that stress level may be for you, being a leader, being able to communicate your services, being able to be present with your family, being able to be involved in your culture, your community, and really just being that leader. And we are so absolutely thrilled to be walking you through what's worked for us and our businesses over the last five to 10 years or so, and really how you can implement a variety of these things into your law practice in the coming weeks. So, we are so glad that you're here and really looking forward to having you uh, join us for the next episode. We're going to help you overcome the overwhelm and really help you define a, a starting point so that you can really transition your law practice into being that ultimate attorney. And so we really and sincerely are looking forward to seeing you there. I'll see you there. Hey guys and gals, if you liked this show and you want to help us out so we can keep making more of these episodes for you, please go on over to iTunes and give us a five-star review right now. And to reward you for that, every single month we'll be doing a drawing of one five-star reviewer and giving away either our estate planning boot camp, our business practice boot camp, or Dre's attorney essentials or legal marketing fundamentals. These programs would be purchased separately for one to three thousand dollars, though of course they're worth way more to that to your law practice. So go do that now while you remember and get entered. We really appreciate it. 
And hey, after you do that, head on over to ultimateattorneypodcast.com where you can check out even more episodes, see what episodes are coming up, submit questions for us to answer on future episodes, and most importantly, get a whole bunch of super valuable law business building resources that we've put together for you to support you to become the ultimate attorney and have a life and law practice you love. We so look forward to seeing you in the next episode of the Ultimate Attorney Podcast. 